Hi, welcome back to My Daily Briefing. This is Gwen Diaz, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast and discovering that the Bible really does make sense when its stories are told in chronological order. Here's Ed with our next episode. Hi, it's Ed again. Let's go to episode 346, titled, Peter's First Letter to Persecuted Believers, Part 1. You can find these events in 1 Peter 1, 2, and 3. Christianity spread rapidly across the world in the 30 years following the death and resurrection of Jesus, but opposition grew rapidly as well. Jewish religious authorities hated Christianity. Jewish religious authorities hated Christianity because it taught that Jesus was the Messiah they were waiting for. It claimed that he was the Son of God and the Savior that had been promised by their prophets. But Jesus' actions and teachings had not fit traditional Jewish expectations, so they had him crucified. Greek philosophical leaders hated Christianity because it challenged the many gods they worshipped, and it threatened their immoral lifestyle. The Roman political rulers hated Christianity because it declared that there was only one king, and that king was not the emperor of Rome. So, the Jewish believers who had been forced to flee from Israel were now being persecuted wherever they lived, and Gentile believers were being mistreated as well. Although there is no record of any apostles visiting the northern provinces in Asia Minor, several Christian churches had sprung up as travelers passed through or returned home with the gospel message. Peter heard that these converts were facing severe persecution and that some of them were beginning to question the things they had been taught about Christianity. Realizing that their suffering was only going to get worse, Peter wrote a letter to strengthen the believers' faith and give them hope. He also defined how they should live. Peter's goal was for the letter to be circulated throughout the northern churches in Asia Minor. Peter began his letter by praising God for the salvation that was available through Jesus' death and resurrection. Whatever suffering the believers had to endure was minuscule compared to the amazing glory and honor they would receive in heaven. Believers could be filled with joy despite the trials they were going through as they anticipated the glorious inheritance that was waiting for them. Peter pointed out that the things other people counted on to bring them prestige would one day wither and disappear. None of them would be left. But believers would always have the magnificent inheritance that God promised them because God's promises last forever. Peter walked with Jesus for more than three years and had become one of his closest friends. He witnessed what it looked like to live a holy life in a hostile world. Peter knew that no one had ever suffered more ridicule, rejection, and pain than Jesus did, yet no one had ever lived a godlier life. So Peter challenged the believers to follow Jesus' example. Their lives should not look like the lives of the pagans around them. As a matter of fact, their lives should be so different that others could not help but notice and ask questions. Enduring suffering in the same way Jesus did would give believers a chance to introduce others to the gospel message. Peter challenged the suffering believers to always be ready to explain to unbelievers the amazing hope they were able to enjoy despite their circumstances and to share about the glorious future God has waiting for them in heaven. Think about it. Do you live your life differently from others who don't really know Jesus? Are you willing to explain to them why you do certain things they might think are weird or a waste of time? And are you willing to explain why you don't do certain things that they think are exciting or fun? In Romans 1.16, the apostle wrote this, 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. You see, sharing our faith with unbelievers is God's ultimate purpose for our lives while we are still here on this earth, and it is one of the greatest joys we can ever experience. We don't have to have all the right words to say, but we just need to be willing to let the Holy Spirit use us. It is His job to help others understand the gospel message. Now go and share God's message today. <music>